Hello everyone and welcome to the Artful Athlete podcast episode 61. Can you believe it's already the end of September? Where did where did the year go? Where did September go? I know in my experience it's always been one of these months that just seemed to fly by, but I thought that was because of school stuff. Well, I guess it's a month of organization, of new beginning, of beginning of the end. You're leaving the summer vibe and getting down to business, making it through the next quarter of the year. Well, if judging by the weather we've had in London this week, I'd say we've crossed the line. It's officially autumn. It's windy, rainy, but also sunny somehow. It's soup and hearty stew weather. It's a time when we need to go back in and look after ourselves to make sure we can make it all the way to Christmas as healthily and mindfully as possible. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. Having that awareness around mindfulness and wellness how important it is to look after yourself in life and in art. You see, back in 2018, when I was recovering from my burnout, I created The Artful Athlete. It was a little blog with a few articles and interviews, few of which are still available on the blog part of my website. I wanted to showcase creatives in action, creatives who were sharing their passion and who were navigating through life in their own way. While the blog grew, I also started coaching more and more, and witnessing the stress and hurt some performers were experiencing and struggling with in their art, in their craft, it led me to rekindle with a thought, a wish I'd had a while ago, that of writing a book for artful athletes with recipes and tips on how to work with the emotions of life, a guide on methods to explore, to maintain and heal their bodies and minds, be it in life or when they were performing or exploring a new world, a new character, a guide to create yourself a safety net and a utility belt as an artist. Now, this idea didn't only come from the interactions I was having with other creatives and performers but also because, quite frankly, from the fact that in my 20-plus year experience in the theatre and performing arts industry, the amount of unsafe rehearsal rooms I've experienced is far too high. The little to no support available to help recover from runs and performances where your body and mind had been challenged to the brink of exhaustion, the emptiness felt for a few years when leaving a show, a character, where you're alone facing life again. And that's what kills so many creative voices, that life and art divide. I mean, growing up, I'm not the only one, but I heard from countless people that if you were to go into the arts industry, you'd always need a real job to help you in your life. Which I understood to some extent, but still, this is the foundation of most limiting beliefs in a creative. You won't be able to make a living out of it. So good luck with that. Okay, so you go on about life, you take on side jobs that take a lot of space to the point where your art becomes the side job. Or you're hustling like crazy, you're testing the limits of your strength and abilities mentally and physically. How far are you willing to go? Wake up and grind. And on top of that, life, life goes on. Family, friends, world. There's so much to keep up with. And all of this has an impact on your creativity, your energy levels, your mental, emotional and creative health. As performers, we signed up to be humanity explorers, to dive deep into human and non-human psyche, 
We bring monsters and light bringers to life. We mirror the world as we see it, as the playwrights and screenwriters depict it. As performers, we're exploring every emotion, their language and geography, their challenges, complexity, and quite often as well, simplicity. But our exploration is a very physical one, and it has an impact on our bodies, on our minds, and on our creative compass. In the same way that life does with its own challenges, its ups and its downs. As a performer and a creative, I owed it to myself first to learn and create my own safety net and my utility belt. And that's kind of part of the job anyway, creating tools that work for you. But as a coach, I have the chance to share it with fellow performers and make a change in an industry I've both loved and been angry at because that was also part of the process. And now that we're slowly getting to the post-COVID era, having a more mindful approach to performing and creating is going to be needed. Full stop. I could talk about the retraining argument that was published around this same time last year, but I won't because I've talked about it enough. No, this past week, I have been receiving answers to a questionnaire I sent in preparation to a workshop series I'll be leading at a drama school in London. Prior to this, I sent out a questionnaire for the students to fill in, with a few questions, wellness before diving into creation type of questionnaire. Out of the 40 responders so far, 70% say they've been experiencing anxiety and panic attacks multiple times over the past two years. 67.5% say they are experiencing deep, low self-esteem. 45% suffer from back pain. And 35% either have asthma or a history of hyperventilation, shortness of breath or breathing spasms within the past two years. Now, why does this matter? Why does this matter to me? Because I'm a holistic voice, breath and language coach. I'm a holistic practitioner and from my own experience and training, I know all these are linked and will cause a hindrance to their growth as artists and performers. Performers during the pandemic were left with little to no support. These, these 40 responders, are the actors, the voices and movers of tomorrow and their foundations and faith in their future, their art, is already shaken to the core. Panic and anxiety attacks leave the ribcage full of tension on a muscular level. It's not just the mental that's at play here. The mental is leaving an imprint, an impact on the body too. Now, the ribcage is attached to what? Yep, the back. It's attached to the back. And if you've listened to my Emotions in the Body series, you'll also be aware that we store a colossal amount of emotions and information in the upper, middle and lower part of the back. The spine and the air column are affected deeply by these disruptive breathing patterns, by this mental pressure, by this overload of emotion. And all of this fosters more tension, more physical pain, a higher breath, difficulties to connect with oneself, to connect to life. And this will also affect their ability to create, to perform, and to voice and express who they are. And this needs to be looked after now. Otherwise, we're going to end up with another generation of damaged performers. The 
wounded artist, the struggling artist, the person that has to suffer in order to create, this has to end. All creation does not come from suffering and it doesn't have to come from suffering. And if there is a pain somewhere in the body, in the emotional realm, in the mind, it needs to be addressed, it needs to be looked after. We need to provide solutions and options for these performers so that they can feel safe at all times and embrace their craft. If you're interested to bringing more mindfulness and wellness to your performers, you can always head over to my website. I'd love to bring this experience to your creatives. So head over to theartfulathlete.co.uk. You'll find everything about this opportunity and my other services right there. Next week, we're switching it up until the end of the year. I'm going to be talking all things voice health and self-censorship. Time to let you know a bit more about what's been going on and share the process, the ups, the downs, the knowledge gathered along the way. Meanwhile, my friends, grab a pumpkin soup and enjoy this first week of October and I'll speak to you soon.